This is the Self-Taught or Not podcast with Dylan Israel and Eric Hanchett, where we teach you the do's and don'ts of software development from two software development professionals, one self-taught and one not. Hey, everybody. This is another episode of Self-Taught or Not, and this is going to be a very fun episode because we are going to talk about goals in 20. 21. So this is, uh, right now we are recording this about, I don't know, a, a couple of weeks out from Christmas. So if you're listening to this now, it's probably uh, probably a little bit later than that. But I thought it'd be fun still to talk about our goals for 2021 and, you know, what what we want to do. I, I'm, I've always been the person that have created goals. I don't know about you, Dylan. Like, I remember when I was a kid, I would always, like, write down goals. And sometimes it would help and sometimes it wouldn't help. But it always is always like a good thing, I think, in your career to just write down, like physically write down, well, not physically, but, you know, virtually, whatever, just write down the goal somewhere. So to remind you of where you want to go, because uh, if you don't, then, you know, it's going to be harder to hit it. Yeah, definitely. I remember being like um, early in high school and carrying around a little pocket notebook in my like front pocket and I'd write down like to-do list type items. And really they were just sort of small goals. I think it'd be cool to maybe talk about some of what we accomplished in this year and like maybe whether they lined up with our goals as well. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's a great idea. Let's, let's start with that. Let's talk about 2020 in general, and then we'll kind of jump around between that and and then uh, we'll go into our goals for 2021. So yeah, go ahead and start. I mean, what, how, 2020, I have some thoughts on 2020, but I want to hear your thoughts for first. What, I mean, what did you accomplish? What do you think? How did it go? Yeah, so um, this year was rough for me. Uh, I had a little bit of some mental health issues and whatnot, and I, I felt like I didn't accomplish as much as I wanted to. But I'm looking back over some of the items I put on my LinkedIn. So like anytime I complete a cool project or I have something, I I go to LinkedIn and in the publication section, I add it and, you know, keep track of it that way. And um, this year, well, you know, I started trying to do more sort of conferency sort of talks and I started doing more um, podcast talks. And so I, uh, I, the, the first thing that was kind of cool was I, uh, applied to speak to the Lamba Inspire Talks. And so I talked with a bunch of Lambda School students to, uh, about, you know, becoming a software engineer and sort of my journey. And I, I really enjoyed that. Was that a podcast talk? I mean, how? what do you mean by podcast talks? Was that a physical in-person talk? Th- this was, COVID? yeah, so this, uh, not, not in person. No, it's one of these, uh, you know, sort of Zoom meetings. And then at the end, you do a Q&A with a bunch of Lambda School students. Um, and they sort of have a, a generalized structure that, that, you know, funnels it to you. And it was just a lot of fun, man. I mean, th- I mean, I think there's only like maybe 50 people in there, but that was something that, you know, sort of a small goal where I always try to make myself available to, you know, the community. And, um, it's, it's, it's always good to try and set aspiring engineers on the right path, or at least what I think the right path is. Yeah, definitely. I, that's one of my things in 2020 was also to like, actually, I couldn't find my notes on what I wanted to accomplish in 2020. Unfortunately, I, I think we actually didn't record an episode for last year. We should have. But uh, I think in 2020, one of the things I wanted to do was to go out and and do a conference talk. And obviously that didn't happen, um, especially with COVID. I actually have a conference talk, a virtual conference talk set up in February of next year. So I think I'm going to finally hit that goal of talking at a conference, even though it's virtual. Uh, but so I, I also went on, uh, I went on a couple of podcasts. So I felt like that was sort of, uh, sort of what I wanted to accomplish by getting out there and helping more people and, and doing a conference talk. I did one on a one called uh, a, a view podcast and another one that hasn't um, aired yet. So I don't want to mention the name until it's aired. Probably by the time this comes out, it will have been aired. But it was kind of fun jumping onto these different podcasts and talking to people. I did, I'll, I'll tell one I did in, I think it was October or maybe July. It was the Learn to Code With Me podcast. Uh, it's, it was really fun to, to talk uh, and, and talk about my career, my progression, and, and things like that. What else do you got for 2020 that you want to talk about? Yeah, yeah. So um, 
towards the end of 2019, I did the my first conference talk, and I met um, a couple of really cool people. And one was Lee from the Tech Junior podcast. So I went over there and hopped on their podcast as well. Um, I did a, another interview with Pop Art Studio, which was kind of fun because um, they were starting nerding out because they were fans. And uh, they're a um, a web design shop that wanted to do a blog about me for their uh, for their platform. Uh, Career Karma did a blog uh, for top fifty coding channels of twenty twenty. I made that. That was kind of cool. Uh, what else did happen here? Um, oh, uh, got on a list of the hundred best engineers, developer, coders, and entrepreneurs uh, that uh, you know someone put. And what was really funny about that to me was. I share, so I share a lot of this stuff on like Facebook and whatnot because it's cool. This is the first time I've shared something that like my parents discussed or people in my work discussed, and they were like, and I I didn't think it was that big of a deal, but they were like sort of nerding out about it as well. That's really cool. Yeah, those are awesome that that you got uh, focused or uh, highlighted in a lot of those articles and stuff. I um. I think another one of my goals for 2020 was to to uh, focus more on YouTube. So uh, I was able to definitely 2020. I, w- I will say this overall for my 2020 was was pretty good. Like it, w- I mean, all things considering, obviously the economy went to crap, and a lot of people lost their jobs. A lot of developers lost their jobs too. I actually knew a couple of people in the development space that lost their job. And uh, it was really like crazy, like hearing about these people that I knew and and I thought that was going to be doing these jobs forever. Kind of left. Uh, uh, Chris Chris Sean did he he has, he has his own podcast and YouTube channel. He lost his job. At, I think he was like Entrepreneur Magazine, which I was like whoa. And he had a he ended up getting another job and moving halfway across the country. So I, I don't want to downplay, you know, what a lot of people went through. But for me personally, like. I, I had a really good year considering um, my YouTube channel, which is a nice, fun side project of mine, like doubled the number of views. The watch time did really well. I was able to create a few courses, um, which is I hadn't created a course since 2018. So finally getting back into like creating courses, serving people, and, and literally hundreds of people have taken the courses. And it was you know a pretty good uh, income coming in from those little side courses. Um, I mean, one one little downfall was right at the beginning of COVID in March, uh, when all the kids went to online school. Uh, it was a little bit of adjustment for me and my wife Susan, so we we had to kind of work together. I was already working from home because my company pretty much in February, just like every other company, sent everybody at home um, to work. Well, a lot of technology companies that is, and so we were trying to like I have like this little upstairs office that's open so i'm having kids run by my wife's trying to get the kids on zoom and trying to teach them it was a mess it was really really hard and and stressful a little bit on our marriage too at the beginning so that that wasn't fun but i think by the time summer rolled around and and the kids went back to school uh, we definitely got our groove on with me working from home my wife um is a stay-at-home mom but she also uh, does some some side projects and things like that so, so she was working too, and we, we actually were able to find a good groove between all that. So I would say 2020 was good. I guess it wasn't great. I mean, definitely with everything considering, but it was a pretty good year. It definitely um, outperformed 2019. I thought 2019, at least for me, was not as not as productive. Like my moment, I didn't have as much momentum. I didn't release any courses, didn't write any books. Um, it, 2019 was kind of a stall, but I thought 2020 was much better. Yeah, I um I was pleasantly surprised to see how much like a little side projects I did. Um so far I've talked a little bit about just sort of some of these small like oh hey I went on a podcast or someone wrote a blog about something or another. But I did a lot of stuff for Scrimpa this year and I didn't really realize it till you know we started gathering our thoughts. Uh I did a 7-day JavaScript email series with them that did so good they say hey we want to do a new one with the 10-day <laughs> JavaScript email series. I also worked on their front-end developer career path when they launched their pro version. And um, as in about two weeks from now, the clean code course I did for them, as well as the clean uh, JavaScript 
excuse me, not clean JavaScript, uh, introduction to unit testing and the 24 days of JavaScript miss will all be things that I've done for, for just Scrimba alone. And so um, I'm really ramping up on stuff like that. And that's going to lead into the next year as well. Did you mention your LinkedIn learning course that came out this year, right? Too in 2020, right? Yeah, yeah. So I, I launched my I launched a course with the uh, first time I've done a course with LinkedIn um, Learning, object oriented programming in TypeScript. Um, that was a uh, experience in its own oh, right and uh, a good one at that. Just different. It's it's very different when you're working with like, you know, um, you know, versus building your own course versus working with Scrimba or working with like a, a very established organization like LinkedIn and Microsoft. Right. Um, but did that as well as the hundred angular challenge, which was my own course that I built out. Um, and so, uh, you know, I guess those are my major accomplishments for, uh, 2020. And like, I, I'm pretty happy with that considering I, I essentially had a mental breakdown in the middle of the year. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, I guess also, um, if we want to talk, it's kind of weird to say a, a job is an accomplishment, but, you know, going to Amazon uh, at in the end of 2020 and sort of hitting that fang job goal that's sort of always been lurking in the background. For those who are listening for the first time, they don't know about the mental breakdown. I know you're kind of exaggerating a little bit, but can you just talk a, just a little bit about that to, to for people who may not know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm... Um, I mean, that's very nice of you to say I'm exaggerating. I'm sorry about the dogs. Ever since I've been in my office downstairs, I love barking out the window. Uh, but yeah, um, basically just my, my relationship ended and then I powered through and burnt myself out and, um, you know, learning and trying to figure out who I am as a, as a single individual rather than as um, someone in a, a relationship. And um, it's just been a, a rough year. Something I'm still going through, but... Um, you know, a lot of these items that we talked about were things that were done earlier in the year. Um, so much so that like had to stop doing the podcast, had to stop, uh, building courses, had to stop the YouTube channel. And, um, you know, as we're recording now, slowly ramping back up at different paces and whatnot, but, um, it's been a very, uh, mentally difficult year for me. Yeah. And I remember like part of it right afterwards you were definitely trying to just power through everything double down on youtube double down on podcasts and i think at, at one point you're like no nah, i can't all, i can't do all this i gotta take a break and i think and and i was like uh you know i was like come on let's keep doing it but i understand now that yeah you definitely needed that break and and it's important for your mental health and i'm glad you're just slowly getting back into it not going crazy right now not trying to do 10 youtube videos a, a week and and do that and do all that crazy stuff. So that's it. That's one thing we don't talk about much on this episode is mental health. I think we've kind of uh, talked about a little bit, but being a developer is, is difficult. I mean, I don't want to sidetrack this episode too much, but I mean, we're, we're, we're all human beings and we all go through, you know, life changes. And when life changes happens, we're like everybody else, you know, we, you know, we, we need help. We, we uh, we need to take breaks. We get burnt out. No, it's good to to remind everybody who's listening that 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 happens to us too. I know it certainly has happened to me. Let's let's keep going with this theme of 2020. Is there anything in 2020 before we jump into 2021 you think um, beyond you know the, the craziness that we just talked about uh, that you think you missed on? Was there like something that you remember thinking 2020 was going to be your year and you didn't? finish it and and then i'll i'll uh i think i have one or two yeah man i thought i was gonna be living in dallas with april <laughs> so it's, uh, i thought we did i was i thought i was three months away from planning a, a move and getting married and all that sort of stuff so that didn't happen uh but um you know uh besides that i think maybe um you know one thing i was pleasantly surprised by that did happen was um as I've taken this break, focusing on my physical health, and I'm actually in some of the best shape of my adult life. Um, and so um, that's been very, very good and very healthy for me. Um, I'm trying to think what else didn't happen. Um, I don't know, man, this year, I just want to forget it. Like, I'll be honest <laughs> with you. Like, 
like I saw a meme the other day of like historians will be like in 2019, you know, 2017, this happened, 2018, this happened, 2019, this happened, 2021 happened. And then like a student race, what happened in 2020? We don't talk about that one. Like, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, I think there was a few times like that for me too. It, 2020, I think was going to be the year that I was going to maybe pick up another book. I, I was really close to signing another deal with, with Manning to write another edition of my view book. And, and uh, I kind of decided against it in the middle of the year. So that was something that, that didn't happen. That probably could have happened. I was definitely more um, 2020, 2020 was going to be a more of a year where I branched back out to do more writing on my blog. And that's something that definitely didn't happen. So yeah, there was a few misses, like just side project professionally wise where I, I just didn't hit it. I think mostly my like professional life though, everything I hit most of my goals, but there's definitely some things that I missed. All right. So let's, let's move on to our goals for 2021. So I think this will be fun. I th- and this will be cool. Cause what we'll do is, uh, we'll we'll look back on this next year uh, at the end of 2021 to see how far we got, and we'll we'll talk about it. So I I'll, I'll go first, and maybe we can just switch off back and forth on our goals. So uh, one big goal of mine for 2021 is to keep growing in my job. You know, I don't talk about my job much on this podcast. I I do love it a lot. I like all my coworkers, and it's it's fun. But I just want to keep uh, learning more technologies. I want to kind of expand what I'm doing. I'm um, just I'll try to understand everything from the full life cycle of a product, from the time uh, the product managers come to me for a new uh, for a new uh, requirement or a new feature to the t- point it goes out the door. I kind of want to understand a little bit more of how DevOps works because I kind of want to just keep learning through that. Also, uh, I like the leadership aspect. I I'm finally getting to to flex my leadership muscles a little bit more in my job, which has been awesome lately because I've been more of a doing more team lead stuff, which has been great. So I just want to keep like keep growing uh, professionally, and that that's my first my first goal. And then this these goals are not in any sort of order; they're just uh, they're just in in an order. They're not from most important to least important or anything like that. Yeah, and I think that's. Um you know, a similar goal to my, my own, especially as, um, you know, I'm starting the year essentially with a, a new organization. And, um, one of my major hopes is to be surrounded by some very skilled software engineers that can, um, you know, I can leech their knowledge and, uh, hopefully, um, not only become a better developer, but progress my career. And I think sometimes from the questions that I get from, developers and like the AMAs is like, how, how, what's your exit plan? And you know, how are you not hate this shit already? <laughs> Sometimes they go. And I think where a lot of people struggle with, with, um, being sort of, sort of at the software engineers and senior software engineers is that they, they don't feel like they're progressing and thus they feel like they're doing the same thing again and again and again and again. And I could see how you would want to figure out an exit plan when you're sort of stuck in this career purgatory. So um, my hope is that a lot of people will continue to progress and maybe they'll find more enjoyment in their careers. I think I read somewhere that uh, there, there, I was. there's this lot of talk online right now because at least in, in a few forums that I've been reading about how competitive it is to get into software development. I think we've talked about this before where junior junior spots are filling up quickly because we have tons of people coming out of coding boot camps. We have lots of even college kids. There's still CS is a popular degree, not as popular as English, but you know, there's still a lot of computer science kids coming out of schools. And then there's just this huge amount of people, you know, self-taught developers. And so a junior developer position, you know, it's, is being swamped by hundreds of people trying to get in. And uh, what, what I'm trying to say is that since that is is becoming really really uh, competitive, um, what I'm seeing is that people are uh, having a hard time getting into these positions. But there was conversations about like, well, is the is the computer science field as competitive as we really think? And I was seeing some stats that after you get into being a software developer, 
a lot of software developers move out of this position after five or you know five, ten, ten years. Like they move into management, or they change careers, or they go into a different part of the organization. So, though we have a lot of junior developers in trying to get in, there's a lot of people leaving later in their careers. So it leads to this weird gap where there's, you know, the, for every junior developer position, there's a hundred. In 50 applicants, but for every mid-level or senior level, it's a lot more easier to get up to those levels because uh, a lot of people are leaving the industry. There's just a lot less people getting to those levels as well. Yeah, and it's um, I don't know, man. I it's uh, you know, so um, another one of my goals is about giving more conference talks, and I'm I'll be doing one with the NAC.io uh, virtual one at uh, in I. I guess March, I think it is. Um, and all, all the, um, the talks I want to give are now soft skill based. I, I, there's so much technical ones out there and I'm sure I could provide some value, but I, you know, the stress and anxiety and sort of depression and, you know, imposter syndrome, like this is some real stuff that our colleagues suffer from. And it's, um, I don't know. I, 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 imagine that plays a large part of going into management or leaving to go in different careers or start their own thing eventually. Yeah, maybe it's it, that's part of it, why people are leaving, uh, why the senior medium-level medium developers leaving because they, because of that soft skills, they're lacking the soft skills or they don't understand how to behave in some of these environments. By the way, I was just reading a tweet by Emma Bostian she just put out, although we're writing code for computers, that code impacts humans. Scoffs, uh, it was the, she was basically saying that we can we get rid of the term soft skills? Can we call them human skills? Soft skills are not nice to have quality. They're imperative. If you don't work on your soft skills, your code and your product will suffer. I think that's kind of funny. Do you think we should call it human skills? I don't know, man. That seems like a, I got better things. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like you know what? Let's just work on communication. And, um, and you know, who cares what we call it? Let's just do better, right? Like, if us calling it human skills versus uh, soft skills will mean that, you know, we're going to lower people's depression and anxiety, by all means. We, call them, we can call them super fluffy, lovable skills for all I care if that's going to help people. <laughs> I, I, we should do a, an episode on like soft skills versus tech skills. It seems to be like a growing consensus that soft skills is the absolutely most important thing. But I'm always like, yeah. Have you ever been tested on your soft skills, or have you <laughs> been eliminated? Like, yeah. It. I don't know, man. Like, may, maybe it's because I haven't suffered with this. At least in in corporate America, I think I do rather good on those parts of the interview. Uh, especially like guys like us who talk for like a living in a degree. <laughs> and so like, we're just here sharing our thoughts, but I mean, there's plenty of people who are so introverted and awkward that they are failing things that maybe I, I consider just to be natural. Yeah. I, I guess that's part. Of, I, I will say I am definitely, when I get into interviews, I feel still like I, the soft skills part where we're just kind of sh shooting the shit and just talking about different things that I'm interested in, or they'll give me some crazy scenario. I feel like I'm still not great at those. I feel like I could probably do better because I have a, sometimes I get in that very analytical mindset where I'm like, okay, let me, let me try to uh, logically go through this problem that you told me. And it's more about like, they're just trying to assess like, would I really want to work with this guy? <laughs> so I feel like I, maybe some people listening can relate. I, I feel like sometimes I need some help on the soft skills, but I, I feel like, like I could spend, you know, some research on how to answer interview questions, those soft skill interview questions, or maybe like you said, you're doing a whole presentation on it. And I could definitely like nail one of those soft skill interviews while, uh, you know, I can spend an hour grinding away elite code and I won't even be close to being able to answer elite code question because, you know, there's so many different types of them. I don't know. I think we're getting a little bit of a tangent here, but I, I think e they're they're equally important, but I think one's a lot harder to study for. Maybe that's that's my quick answer right now. All right, so, uh, okay, 2021 goals. Let me get back to my spreadsheet because I haven't listed. So I'll, I'll list another goal that I have. Uh, so I, so I, I want to continue with my little bit of my side hustle outside my nine to five job. So 
Uh, I love to keep uh, teaching people on YouTube. I had a really good year in 2020. I don't think I'm going to have that good of a year in 2021. I mean, I'd love to if I could. I'd literally almost doubled the amount of views and watch time in 2020 compared to I had from 2019. But if I could just continue to grow it, maybe 20, 30%, just increase the number of views, watch times every month. One thing I really want to do is I want to mix up my YouTube videos. It is a grind. Let me tell you, it's a grind coming up with two, three videos a week, every single week. And I've done it for like multiple years now, as Dylan has too for a while before he took his break. Uh, so it is kind of a grind on me. And, and I want to try to co go back to the time where it was fun. <laughs> for me, it's definitely becoming less fun uh, to the point where it's not fun at all. And I'm dreading doing it some days. So I want to uh, try to figure out like ways to make my YouTube videos more fun. So if, if it's just setting up a camera one day and and knocking out four videos in one day so that I that way I can relax the rest of the week. Uh, the next two weeks or something like that. That's the way to do it. If I want to switch to one video a week, maybe for a while, I might do that. Or just do videos not related to, not related to like teaching a concept, like doing a screencast. So the screencasts seem to take the most time and they're the most stressful for me. So maybe doing more fun, soft skill topics or just talking in front of the camera. And then also I have a camcorder that I bought last, maybe yeah, last year, a Canon M50. And I'm like, why don't I ever use this? So I'm trying to get a tripod for it. Maybe do like some fun outdoor. I think you did this, Dylan, for a while. You just took your phone and you just went outside and just did a little fun videos like that. And I also, I want to see like maybe change up the editing too. I have a buddy that does editing and he's, he's offered many times to do editing for my YouTube channel. So maybe I spent a couple hundred bucks a month to have someone edit a few of my videos. So I'm just trying to think of like ways to make it more fun. And so I can keep doing it instead of feeling like this existential dread, like, Oh, I got to do this. Yeah. It's, um, I, I completely understand that. And like, even as I was talking, I, you know, these sponsors, they, they reach out to me and normally I like to take sponsors, but like, I don't even have anything like I can put on the channel right now. Like there's very few things that I'm like, Hey, I want to put a video about. And so like, what am I just going to throw out sponsored videos one after another, after another? Um, I don't know. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's difficult to sort of, and it's, it's so cliche, but like this sort of writer's block to a degree of like, like I don't even know what I want to talk about anymore, man, or like what I want to do or, you know, so on and so forth. But, um, I think, I think a, a good combination is switching things up and then figuring out what's next by, you know, expanding your mind a little bit. So like the soft skill stuff kind of came about by me reading um, books and on soft skills and about like communication and things like that and sort of seeing how I could better apply that to my professional life. Yeah, I mean, that that works too. Yeah, it seems like you, I would think, if anything else, you would be really good at doing more soft skill type videos and soft skill podcasts and things like that. Sort of this whole podcast is a lot of soft skills. We we tried doing a little bit of few technical episodes and we did a few, but and we might do a few more in the future. But I think we're going to focus on these fun topics like these that are easier to not easier, but they're just different to talk about, mm -hmm. I suppose. I will say you mentioned sponsors for a second that. That's one thing too that I'm really looking hard at. I I used to have the policy of just like pretty much anybody that messaged me that wanted me to be a sponsor, I would do a quick, I would make sure at least like it made sense. And then if it like it made sense for my audience and I thought it was good, but most of them like were taught, you know, products that weren't bad. So I would go ahead and do it. And now I'm trying to really hone down on who I want to work with. So saying no to more sponsorships, to more like dedicated videos, I've really cut down. I used to do a lot of them, but now I'm like, I, I, unless you pay me um, a good amount of money and I really love the product, I'm not going to do it. So that's another thing I'm trying to do is just less, less, less of that. And I'll, I'll continue on with another part of my goal here, kind of get all kind of, it's all part of the side hustle was to do, um, I this year in 2020, I did five different, five or probably six different launches on sales of different pro um, products I created and I created two new courses. So that was a lot of work. And then I did two six week programs 
almost back to back. So that that was a tremendous amount of work of creating these courses, working with these people every single week, which was awesome. I loved doing it, but it, I thought it was just a little too much. And then even at the end of this year, I did two product launches and I did some cheaper courses. I did uh, my new View 3 course, which I'm really proud of. And, and, my, and I also put together a kind of repackaged another one of my other products. But what I'm finding is that this constant like opening and closing carts and constantly selling is, is also a little bit of a treadmill kind of reminds me of YouTube. So I, I want to do fewer amount of courses next year, but for a higher price point. So instead of doing every other week, like a sale for a $20 course, I want to maybe have a $300 course that I sell like three times a year. And then just so, and then also have a lot of one-on-one time with people going through the course. I can really help them out having group group calls. So that's kind of my goal. Less, less product launches, more just focusing on individuals, a little bit of higher price points, not going to be for everyone, unfortunately, but that would be way better my style. Yeah. And it's, um, you know, I even have trouble sending those promotional emails on occasion, just going around and typing that up. And it's, I think the thing that I'm I'm adjusting in the sort of 2021 year is I'm looking for projects that have ends. <laughs> and so um, one thing that's been really stressful about YouTube and even the podcast to a degree, but we're sort of tackling it with a season-based approach is it's like the same reason I don't play League of Legends or Call of Duty anymore. They, like you can always hop into a new game. And so before you know it, you've been doing the same thing for years upon years. And it, it's more of a job than fun. And like, these projects, yeah, there's a financial aspect and like a career aspect, but they're supposed to also be fun. Like I enjoy doing these things. And at some point, the fact that I felt like I had to do it every week and that it was never going to end. I was just going to do YouTube till the day I died. Uh, didn't, you know, there's something about that that's just not very appealing. And so moving forward in this year, I'm really looking for, you know, something I'll spend two months to do or three months to do or even a year, but a year it's it's over. Yeah, having that end date is really nice. And, you know, we'll be open here. I think you, for a while, may have thought this podcast was a lot of work and not having an end was probably not making this this uh, not as quite as appealing for you for a little while. Yeah, yeah. I mean, nothing was all that appealing uh, at certain points this year, to be, to be honest. What, what other goals do you have? Do you have any specific goals to something that might take, you know, a year, six months, a month? Yeah, it's, um, you know, if I was to really say like what the one major goal I have other than like I, I, I want to keep building some of these courses for Scrimba because I'm very excited by their platform and the, the royalty program and all that. But this is the year I'm saying it right now. There's one goal I have above all else, and it's to finish my book. This is the year that is happening. So that is the that is the, you know, the Mac Daddy goal of 2021. All right, let, let's let's talk about that a little bit more. So you've talked about this book a few times on this podcast. So what what is the hold up? Like how far are you in? What 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 do you need to finish before it's done? Yeah, so I have 100 topics I'd like to cover and it's I've I've written about 10. And I I did a live stream the other day just free writing for like 2 hours. I knocked out two chapters. And so what I think I'm going to do is I'm going to keep doing these sort of live streams and from there go and figure out like just go and free write it keep it fun because the hardest part about writing is just sitting down and doing it that's it and so my hope is that i can go i'll sit down i'll have some fun doing some of these live streams and i'll get some ideas i got some ideas for chapters as well so that's that's the goal sounds like you're knocking out two birds with one stone by by doing that i guess so you can get a little bit more YouTube, although you're probably deleting those YouTube videos, I'm guessing, Yeah. after a day or two. But at least you're getting some activity on your YouTube channel that I know you want to connect with those people. That's cool. Yeah, I'm really excited. Uh, hopefully, I know you've been saying for a couple of years now you really want to finish this book, so I'm I'm going to hold you to that, see how far you get to the this book by the end of the year. And are you going to do a big launch? Are you going to have a course along with it, or is it just going to be like... $20 book that you're going to sell or $10 book or something? Uh, you know, we'll figure that out. Um, I'm not a hundred percent sure quite yet. Um, but I'll, 
when the time comes, we'll we'll figure all that out. Yeah, you don't have to figure it out at the second. That's that's another whole other problem you'll have to deal with how you want to market that book mm-hmm. and how you want to sell it. Sounds like cool. You know, by the way, this is definitely the year of books. I've seen a whole lot of people, a lot of YouTubers selling courses, books, a lot of people selling different books. And that's great. Like a lot of people are doing that. I think it books I know I know you're not doing this for this reason, but I think a lot of developers when they're thinking about the first side project, and I, I was like this too, is like, why don't I write a book? I, I went the traditional route and, and found a publisher and I know We've talked about the pros and cons of doing that, but everybody's like, let's write a book. And and it's sort of like so hard to write a book <laughs> when it comes down to it, because it's, it is just, uh, it just takes hours upon hours to write a book. I mean, it could take a hundred hours and then to edit that book and to get into the right formats and, it, and to edit it, it, it. I said that twice, but it just takes a long, long, long time. And usually you can't sell books for a ton of money. And I know you're you're a little different, Dylan, because you have a bigger audience. So it, it's interesting. I just keep on seeing that trend, and which is great. Yeah, it's uh, it's a grind. I think I I've never heard of anyone that's written a book be like, yeah, knock that shit out last weekend. Like it's it's, <laughs> it's one of those items there. It's just it's a it's a painful long experience. Uh, I'll, I'll go on with another goal. I think. Do you have any more goals for this 2020? You want to talk about? I mean, no, I no. I'm I'm keeping it really simple this year. Okay. All right. So I have a couple more. So um, one thing I definitely want to do in in 2021 is to work with my kids. So I have an eight year old and ten year old, and they're just at that age where they know how to use the computer. I mean, they know they've been using like iPads since they were three, but like to really get into the computer and work it, they, they're starting to get to that age or they know it pretty well. But uh, one thing that I've been trying to do, and I kind of started this last year and the year before is to try to teach them some fundamentals of programming and how to program. And I've, I found the biggest issue was like them typing because they are so used to their iPads and they only get limited time every week in their classes at their school to be on a computer with an actual keyboard. So they were having really difficult time typing. If you're trying to teach someone how to program and they can't even type anything, like they're literally hunting and pecking on the keyboard for every single letter, it's going to, it's going to be really hard to teach them how to program. And so my, my daughter has now gotten quite a bit better at typing since I tried to teach her like a year or two ago. So I'm hoping to, to spend some time with her and just uh, just try out some like basic um, programming. There, there's a I've actually when I re- was researching this a couple of years ago, there's just a ton of different platforms to teach kids how to program. I actually used this one through Disney. It was like a Disney programming game, which was really fun. And and hoping I can still use it. I have I actually got a, the publisher to give me a free copy of it. Which like it, you you teach them how to create loops and to create different objects on the screen and there's like battles and it's like an RPG. So she liked that. Um, though she still had problems typing. So I'm really hoping to just take, uh, maybe once a week with, with my daughter to teach her how to program. And then also just start trying to get my son more into it too. He is definitely into Minecraft and, and different video games. Um, he's doesn't have the same, uh, interest in programming that, uh, her, his sister does. So I'm going to uh, just see how that goes. Yeah, I know we've talked a lot about career goals um, and software goals, but probably my number one goal is to meet somebody. I uh, I tend to like to be in relationships, and I, I hate dating, man. Dating makes me want to just end myself. I hate it's so awful. It's so awful. Um. I thought, I thought, you know, I, I remember fondly back when I was dating, you know, it's no, like you that, don't. that little bit of anticipation <laughs> in the back of your head of like, oh, they're going to like me, not like me. We didn't have Tinder back then. We couldn't just swipe right on everybody that we liked. Dude, we had to like <laughs> meet people at bars and, and had OK Cupid, which sucked back then. Dude, it's it's miserable, man. And like, you know what, man? I think like I'm a normal enough guy. I got my shit together. And it's just like, it's like you meet people who are just like oh they're they're 
they think you have your shit together too much, so you're not going to be any fun. And then, or they're intimidated by the fact that you have your stuff together and they're still figuring it out. I don't, it's been miserable. So if there's one thing in 2021, I'm looking to do is to meet the love of my life and to get out of this dating world. I don't want any piece of it, man. Yeah. Just don't settle for someone just because you want to get out of that feeling. <laughs> you should do a, a Listen, I'm I'm ready to settle, Eric. I'm ready to settle. And then we can be back here, have this conversation two years down the road. All right. That's all. We'll be 2025 year uh, dating, dating goals. Um, I'm calling it two years from now. There's going to be a little Dylan running around. (laughs) I mean, if for the right girl, come on down, come on down. Uh, If you're listening right now, to this podcast and you are no women that listen to this podcast (laughs) (laughs) i mean statistically message me message me please comment slide into my dms Uh, i'm at eric ch that's my twitter handle my dms are open eric you don't want to forward them off single single women message in you that's not a good maybe look. my wife wouldn't like yeah, that. yeah that's not a good look man i'm just saying you can just come directly to the source i'm a nice guy all right take, okay take my word for D- it you look for D- dylan israel all the social platforms i'm sure you can contact yeah. him yeah yeah no that that's important i'm sure uh will that that will uh, come down that that happens i, I do remember um i've been married for gosh 10 years 12 years i should know this and but i do remember those days of like going home and and uh going and dating well back then it was dating websites and and trying to meet people or or heaven forbid going to a bar or somebody or going out with the guys on guy nights and going to somewhere and just talking to random people that was uh definitely now that thinking about it the awkward feelings coming back in and i'm not (laughs) back then i was very introverted probably uh, more introverted than i am now so that was hard so i i feel you brother all right so uh one thing too i have one last goal and i guess we'll wrap this up is unlike dylan uh, i have gone the opposite direction i have been gaining weight uh, this quarantine it pretty much has started probably in february probably right around quarantine started just eating like crap um i Try. I've tried a lot of things. I actually got a personal trainer, and for three months we worked out together, and it was three times a week, and I didn't lose any weight. I just maintained my weight for those three months. So yeah, I was feeling like definitely the thing I'm missing is just uh, what I'm eating, what I'm putting into my body. I think I'm just not – I'm just eating too much crap, and I was we were doing Hello Freshes for a while, and HelloFresh is not really known for its being healthy. So I think I was just eating too many portions and snacking too much. And I'm still doing that today. So like, I got down to work. I'm pretty much working out like twice a week, but I haven't lost any weight. So I think I just need to push that scale and, and do better nutritional food. Anna, do you have any advice for my 2021 goal? Um, I mean, I can only tell you what I did. Um, I did... So the Ring Fit Adventure has been a godsend. I do that five days a week, and I love it. So as far as exercise, you don't need a personal trainer. It's very, it's just very doable. I take a little bit of pre-workout before that. I added a, I bought a perfect pull-up uh, that I put in uh, one of the door frames, and I do that with a push-up routine uh, five days a week, and I have an ab wheel. And then I just simply got keto meals from Factor 75. That's my whole diet workout routine. I'm starting to fall off the diet a little bit now. Um, I'm not sure why, uh, but, um, you know, I go in ups and downs, good weeks, bad weeks in terms of mental health. And so on the bad weeks, you eat like shit and you just don't, you know, eat it. There's only so much cauliflower rice you can have when you're not having a good day, Eric. <laughs> so I'm trying to say here. Um, but uh, that's what I did. Um, I But I don't, one thing I, I think, um, you know, we want to, believe isn't true but is is that it doesn't matter how hard you work out if you're just eating shit it's just like in best case you're gonna maintain where you're at and if you're trying to make make gains it's not it's not always about like how you how how good you look right i've actually um way more than i did maybe six eight weeks ago i think i got down to like 165 i'm around 170 172 
uh, but I'm 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 more physically fit than I was. I was just thinning out way too more. And so the, don't let the number define what is your success rate. Let it be um, how you feel, how you look, what it is. Um, and uh, but you got the diet. It's all about the diet, man. Yeah, that's what I'm missing. The diet part. I feel like I I could. I, I I guess I'm just need to just focus in on that. The problem is we have two kids that are <laughs> eat a lot of junk foods. So we have like junk food all over the house. I mean that not it's not all junk food. Obviously, it's it's good food for them. We have nutritional food for them, but it's not so nutritional for me. And I just need to and to get into a better habit. We also got really lazy this quarantine, and so we have been going out to eat uh, two or three times a week some weeks, which is really hard to maintain a diet when you're eating pizza and Jimmy John's and sandwiches and uh, a bunch of crap barbecue, which isn't very healthy for us. The problem too is neither me nor my wife like to cook. Uh, My wife likes to cook for parties, but she doesn't like cooking on the normal weekdays because she, because our kids are super picky and she has a bunch of, she's also has some side projects and stuff kind of like I do. So she's really busy. So since neither one of us want to cook, we are like, okay, we're, let's take a look at the takeout today. And we have a bunch of menus and I'm always driving across town to buy, to, to grab food and bring it back home. So I think that's all contributing to, to uh, the diet problem. I mean, what is a sing- the one little tangent before we wrap this up? What does a single guy buy nowadays? Are you buying like frozen food? Are you like cooking up chicken every day or? Uh, I mean, so at factor 75 are pre-made meals. It's a little pricey doing that and then i eat out when i take these girls to dinner and they never see me again eric that's how <laughs> uh, uh, i don't know man i don't know what I'm, I'm what i'm doing over here but that's what that's what i i eat um it's uh so i stopped doing the keto meals a while back because i was getting down to like one meal a day man it was like it was getting kind of scary how ketosis was affecting me i was just like like it did its job it kicked my my appetite into gear and it they're down a gear and then um, I started thinning out. I fucking dropped like 30 pounds in like three months and just like, yeah. Um, but, uh, when I stopped doing the keto meals, uh, and I started eating more normalized meals through them, uh, my appetite came back a little bit. And I think that's also, I kind of miss it. Like I, I kind of miss like food, not being such a central part of my life. And not that there's anything wrong with that, but like there's a, I don't. I couldn't even tell you the last time, besides this point in my life, I had one meal a day. Some days, like it's it's so strange. It was so strange and not being hungry. Did you get one thing? I did when I was doing the keto. I did this a few years ago, and I did same thing. I dropped like twenty pounds right away in, in a few months, and it was like I felt awesome. And then appetite started kind of going away first. Like, but the first few weeks, I had this keto flu, and I felt sick, and I had really bad hunger pains. Did you have that when you first started? Yeah, I was I was looking for that because that's what everyone says. And like the 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 thing that I would say happened for me was, and I don't know if this is what people call the keto flu, but I just felt like my stomach was grumbling sometimes. And like, but that was it. And it was just like I felt like I was my stomach was hungry, but I wasn't hungry. And I didn't eat. And so like occasionally I might go and have some carrots or some crap like that. But that was the the closest I ever got to the, you know, the quote unquote keto flu. No, I, I had a bad, yeah, it was like, and, but once I made it past that hump, which lasted probably a week, it was like golden. I wasn't, I wasn't getting the cravings anymore that those really bad food cravings. Cause like every day, like I eat, I probably don't eat that well. Obviously I don't eat that well. I get food cravings after dinner. Like I'll be watching TV and all of a sudden I'm like, I'm hungry. I'll go grab some chips or crap food. Like I get that all the time now, but that I think that was like the first time in years. Like I stopped having food cravings all the time. I think if I just get my diet in check, I could stop, you know, being hungry all the time and having to eat. I think also it's habit too. It's probably something mental like you, like I'm used to, like after I eat dinner, I go and sit in front of the TV or, or right, right before bed, I watch my favorite TV show and, and I always grab a bowl of chips or I, I grab, you know, a snack from the refrigerator so like it's ingrained in my habit and, and it, then if I don't do it, I'm, my body's like, Hey, where's the, where's the snack when you're watching TV? Where is it? So I think I'm, I'm, that's what I'm fighting every day with my diet. 
Yeah, it's it's definitely like uh, one of those items where you have to change your habits, and it's a little easier for me. It's um, a house of one here, uh, so it's uh, you know it's not like there's a lot of debate about what food is going to be in the house. Um, it's also a little dangerous because there's no debate about what food it's going to be in the house, depending on you know an upswing or downswing. But um, you know, I um, one of the ways that I was able to stick to my diet was I went into like the cupboards, I went into the the fridge and freezer, and for like two weeks, I just fed the dogs all the crap food that I felt okay feeding them, and I tossed out some stuff. Um, they were happy dogs, man. They were getting frosted mini wheats and <laughs> everything else. That is a, a solid plan. I we're not ready yet. Like I have to get my wife on board with that, and she's not ready to throw all that stuff out. Especially since our son is a little bit underweight, and she likes to feed some of this food to to my son. But that's probably a good a good start to it. I know. I it, as we go on through this podcast, I'll give everybody an update. I'm hoping that I'll uh, I'll be able to start shedding pounds here, and it's a really bad time to start. Uh, it feels like it's also a really bad time to start a diet right now because it's two weeks before Christmas and we have big Christmas meals coming up. And now we, like, we're in almost total lockdown in Reno for COVID. So all restaurants are takeout only and the gyms now have 25% capacity and you have to wear a mask the whole time. Which is, by the way, something I noticed when I started working out, I was the only person in the gym wearing a mask and and no one was wearing a mask and now they finally forced everybody in our gym to wear a mask. And so everybody's begrudgingly wearing a mask. So it just feels a little different. All right. Well, I think that's it today. Any final parting words? Yeah. I would just say like, we talked a lot about our own goals here, but I hope that if you're listening to this, that even if you don't know what your goals are and you know, this probably will come out relatively close to the new year. Um, to figure it out. Don't just let them be some, you know, every year I think I try to accomplish something. And if you do that and you, you make it, you know, get a quarterly accomplishment or a monthly accomplishment or, you know, whatever it is. So just think about that. And um, hopefully uh, we'll hear some great news about what some of our listeners are succeeding at. Yeah. Please leave a comment, let us know or tweet us at Eric CH or what's your Twitter, Dylan? Pizza poker guy. Pizza poker. All right. Thanks. Hey guys, thanks for watching. If you want to find more about what I'm up to, go to dylanisrael.com. And if you want to know what I'm up to, you can check out my website at eric.video. If you haven't already, please leave us a five star review on iTunes. It really helps us out. And if you do, you might even be featured on our next episode. Don't forget to check out the website at selftotornot.com. From there, you can sign up for a mailing list where we give away free courses and a bunch of cool stuff. And we'll also let you know when the next episode comes out. And finally, if you didn't know, we have a Facebook group. It's called Code Tech and Caffeine. We have over 10,000 members and you can find the link at selftotornot.com. So come join us. We have tons of developers willing to help you guys, mentor you guys. Check it out. Just make sure you go to selftotornot.com and check out the Code Tech and Caffeine link. Thanks and take care.